Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another excellent episode of Indie Quest, your celebration of the indie and obscure. We're here with episode 42. It's a pretty significant number for some people. You know, it, it means a lot, they say. Mm-hmm. And I am here with the full stack, the Wombo Combo. We have all three hosts today with three indie picks. First up, I gotta ask, Frantic, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing splendiferous fantastic and wonderful i'm so excited to be here today same three three nice words for three nice hosts i like it (laughs) tag yourself i'm splendiferous and uh coming up as our final host we have our have our fabulous host captain drachma what's up buddy oh things things are good um it's weird because usually i'm looking out my window i have a window very close to where we record and it's usually like sunny or sometimes it's raining when we record, but for a while here, we're going to be recording at night and it's interesting to look outside and it'd be dark and me be talking to my two pals. So mm. true. It is going to be a little strange. So you can all let us know, you know, are the vibes different? <laughs> Normally when you listen to IndieQuest, are you all like, man, this is like a freaking summer brunch in a podcast. Right. And now you're going to be like, oh, that's a cozy dinner time pod. <laughs> you let exactly. me know. That's pretty good for a fall time feeling like, you know, it's like raining outside, yep. leaves are changing, you know, gets dark earlier. So yeah, that's the vibe we're going for. Oh. Yep. I mean, this is, I think a pretty commonly held opinion, but I've been gobbling this up. It is that perfect time of year, at least here in Minnesota. It's like between 50 and 60 degrees all the time. The leaves are just starting to change. Some of the like early ones, early trees have dropped their leaves by now. And so uh, things are just getting beautiful, nice and crisp. Oh, it's perfect to just sit outside with a nice warm beverage or go for a short walk. I love it. I love I love the weather where it's warm in the sun and cool in the shade. Yes. That's exactly what I'm looking Agreed. for. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Well, what else is new with y'all? What what, what new and interesting things have happened in your life? Uh, I'm, I finally got my Steam Deck, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Uh just basically tinkering around with it honestly it's pretty much it's everybody talks about it and hypes it up so much and i was hyping it up for myself waiting for it to come in the mail and i'm like this is going to be like the most amazing life-changing thing ever you know how you do when you get get excited for things or at least i do and then it came and i was like you know what this is a pretty solid little thing i think i i hyped myself just enough to where it didn't disappoint um and so far i'm having a fun time with it nice so what's your pc gaming situation i considered getting a steam deck i actually wanted one but when when i got the email like hey your five dollars that you put down you can go order one now I had, to, I had a conversation with myself. I sat myself down and was like, man, <laughs> you only want this because it's a fun new toy, okay? Like, you, I just built a brand new gaming PC. There's not a game alive that I can't run on it. I'm already not really a PC gamer. Like, this is, you can wait. Plus, eh, you know, some, sometimes, I don't think it'll be true in this case, but sometimes Steam discounts are stuff. So I held off, but I was jealous of people like you that got yours. So has, is this basically serving like as your gaming PC? Yeah, currently I do have a game. I have like a little rig I built, but it's like eight, almost eight years old. I built it like the end of 2014 or something. And I've upgraded <laughs> the memory and the uh, graphics card and things like that over the years, but it is kind of old. And my computer is we only have a one bedroom here so it's kind of in the corner away from like the living area kind of if you guys can when you have camera you can see behind me i'm like in front of my bed and i'm like i could go game over there in the corner or i can have the steam deck and just kind of like lounge on the couch or we can go for a walk and i could pull the steam deck out which i did last week we went by the beach and i was sitting at a picnic table playing steam deck which was really nice you know and it's i have like over 500 games on steam some work better than others because you know they're still up- updating a bunch of games to work better with it but so far my experience has been just what you would expect it's similar to a switch but just with the steam e- ecosystem plus you can like hack and tinker with it and add emulators and things like that which i like doing that so it's been pretty fun I think personally, I think the nice thing about it is there's been other companies that have come out with these handhelds, right? But the fact that this is supported by the same people who do Steam is super nice. So like Mm -hmm. you're talking about optimization for Steam, like 
they're always going to back it because it's their product, right? So, you know, you're always going to, they, you, theoretically, you should be able to have a pretty good experience with uh, most of the stuff that they're doing um, in terms of like the Steam gaming, right? So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's cool because uh, they've had those itch.io bundles. And I actually kind of, there's a way to install like the actual itch, itch launcher, launcher on there. So there's like over 2,000 something indie games I have access to just like on the fly now, which I'm like, yeah. okay, why not? That's pretty cool. So yeah, I've been kind of tinkering with it. I've been getting into a couple of games that I'll probably bring here. Um, one is a uh, Mutazione. Have you heard of this? Mutazione? Probably not. <laughs> I think I've maybe seen it seen it before but i don't know anything about it yeah it's kind of like a, it's a it's almost like a little adventure narrative with some gardening gardening management simulator stuff in it but it's really cute and charming so i might if i end up liking it enough which so far i think i will I'll probably bring it here as a pick eventually and then things like that it's just like games like that have been on my backlog that are like specifically pc you know games that either either they're on consoles or hey this would be really nice just like cozy play it portably somewhere you know type of type of vibe too so yeah so my my major question for anybody who has steam deck is do you plan on attempting to create a setup so you can play on a bigger screen because i like to play my switch in handheld and i'm uh, kind of a self-proclaimed handheld lover like i've always had a handheld Mm -hmm. and a lot of times just based on my life growing up that's where i played a lot of my games but it is nice and convenient to be able to play stuff on tv when you want now so are you gonna hook it up or find a way to do that yeah yeah they have a bunch of docks so it's kind of like valve hasn't released their official dock yet so it's like either i wait for the official valve one or i like go research the best like third party one and buy it um there's a couple of like multiplayer games like i'm thinking oh i have this on steam i don't have to repurchase this on a console i can just get a dock you know uh bluetooth two controllers to it and play like two player games with my partner and things like that or you know i just want to you know i have the TV to myself today. I can throw the Steam Deck on there and play some cozy indies that are only on PC or only on itch. So for me, being the guy who wants to discover like weird indie games to bring here and just to enjoy it for myself, I think that is a nice little thing to have because it's like opens up all these ecosystems for like portable gaming. And I don't know, it really is a console experience for Steam, which is pretty much what everybody's been saying, but it really is. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. I, I do. Uh, you've increased my desire to get one. I think I, the idea of it just being a nice little indie handheld playing box is so, 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 so appealing. And thinking of like putting itch stuff on there, yeah, is is an even bigger sell. But maybe I'll maybe I'll get one next year. We'll see. They <laughs> no. seem to be doing pretty good with stock and stuff. So yeah, um, they're they're pumping them out pretty quick. Yeah, it'll be like Steam Deck two. And then you'll be like, oh, maybe I'll jump on it with a sequel. You know, they'll eventually have another one in like a couple years because it's like PC market. They iterate and iterate and iterate. So there'll be like another one that has a nicer screen. I mean, the screen's great as it is, but it'll probably have like an LED screen or OLED or something with more memory, things like that. Like they'll learn from the, you know, the mistakes, quote unquote, from the first generation and, you know, iterate. So maybe wait for the second version if you're not like i need to get it right now like i was because for me i kind of like when i was a teenager especially i loved pc gaming and i kind of fell off of that ecosystem so it's nice to have that again you know enjoy the steam sales and i just like the steam ecosystem a lot kind of nostalgic for me because that is something i you know like i said i grew up on it basically uh, alongside my console gaming so yeah. yeah, and it's nice when you already have so much invested in the library. So, yeah, dude, very cool. I like it. I like the Steam Deck, but you know what else I like, guys? I like indie video games. Oh, how do, you, how do you feel? Can I get a, can I get a temperature check? Are you for them or against them? They're okay. Um, yeah, lukewarm, but All right. well, hopefully we can. Learn it. <laughs> so yeah, we're bringing you uh, three unique games today. You know, no other segments or anything. We're just hitting you with three different indies. I've got mine lined up. What do you, how, how about I kick us off? Why don't I? Why don't I send us uh, soaring into Indiesville here? Sounds like a plan, now, Stan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know. 
if any of you have been creeping on my profile. Sometimes I think you can guess what the game I'm going to bring is. is it, do we have any junior Sherlock Holmes here in the... Uh, in the recording booth? No. Mm, no, I think I'm just too lazy, right. honestly. Yeah, well, he, right. <laughs> here and there I'll look, but like it's like maybe once a day for two seconds, right? And I'll just peruse what other people are playing, but if I don't get it in that, in that small, tiny segment, then I don't get it. All right, fair, fair. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, we were talking about the fall weather. We got that cozy vibes going on. So I was like, I need a cozy game, right? We're about to launch into October. It's going to be all horror all the time. So I need something just like heartwarming, kind of compact, sweet. So I played something that conveniently just came to PS Plus not long ago. Toem, a photo adventure. Uh, So if anyone's never seen Toem before, it's an adventure game that's all focused on taking pictures. It's spelled T-O-E-M. And it's developed by a Swedish studio called Something We Made, which I love that studio name. I think it's a great studio name. This is their first game, their freshman release. And the game is all about you uh, wandering these like very small, very densely packed environments and just taking pictures of stuff. The objectives are very straightforward because the game isn't really designed to be like difficult, complicated, anything like that. It's really just trying to like set you up to take some cute photos, have some fun, and, and move on. Uh, the first thing you'll see about the game is that it's all black and white. Uh, the entire game is uh, completely desaturated. And the loop will be you'll go into an area, and people will have various little quests for you that are all uh, usually just like one-step problems. So they'll either be like, you know, meet a snowman and they'll be like, I need to find my, my torso and my head so we can rebuild me. And you're like, okay. And you go find those in the environment, take pictures of them, come back to the snowman, be like, boom, here you go. Now we have a full snowman. Or you'll uh, maybe get like a little bit more advanced type of puzzles, but still not advanced at all where you come up across like a ghost who's playing like a game of like a ball and cup or whatever that's called, where uh, there's three cups and only one of them has something underneath it and they'll really rapidly move them around and then you have to take a picture of the cup that has something in it and everyone that you uh successfully help because it's all about helping these different small communities they'll give you a little stamp in this like adventure card that you have and once you collect enough stamps in a given area then you can bring them to the bus station and they'll give you a free bus ticket they like are ba- it's i don't know it's like uh it's, it's it's socialized public transit. You say you've helped your community enough, you can now ride the bus for free, <laughs> and you can travel off to the next area. Uh, and so it's just a lot of like little things uh, like that, back and forth. Very cool. Is this one that either of you had ever seen before, or is it on your wish list, or any experience with it at all? I mm. personally don't have any experience with it, but other than it being black and white, the art style, or at least the character designs, remind me a little bit of the new game Eyelets. I don't know, just like mm. the animals with the big eyes, right? A little bit. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of that. Yes. Yeah, I have it installed for the PS Plus. I've heard of it in the past. I like the art style and the the every time I see any footage of it, it seems very charming and up my alley. I just haven't got around to playing it yet. So I'm glad you brought it. Yeah, it's a good one. The art style, I mean, you can definitely um, draw some similarities, I think, like... Uh, it, it because of the, it's like black and white nature it gives me a little bit of chicory colorful tail vibes uh it's all hand drawn and it has that kind of like uh like flat 2d characters that something like demon turf or even like paper mario mm-hmm. has um and the, then the gameplay itself is like you could say it's kind of a mix between like a pokemon snap and a bug snacks if you wanted to to really compare bug snacks is probably a pretty good comparison because rather than catching stuff you do. There is a whole big component to this game that's just you trying to find every animal in every different area and take pictures of them. And you have a whole like a compendium that tells you all the animals in the entire game that you've ever um, ever tracked down and you've ever taken a photo of. Nice. So, in terms of the actual photo taking, you do have a couple different like uh, options that you can either optionally use just to make your photos more interesting, because really. This game is about you just having fun with it. It's not like a really, there's no difficulty to speak of. It's just about the experience of you taking goofy pictures with all these different cute characters and things. 
So your camera can zoom in and out. And sometimes you'll need to zoom really far in for stuff. You know, like you'll have to be taking pictures of like little bugs or snails mm-hmm. or stuff. Um, you have a tripod that you can set up so you can drop it down wherever you want. And then when you activate your camera, it activates it from the tripod. So you can like put yourself into the environments or into the photos, however you want. If you don't want to drop a tripod, you can just take selfies. But then you also get a couple of like, again, reminiscent of Pokemon Snap having like the fruit and the pester balls. You get a couple or you really get one. In the main game, you get one option, which is a horn, like a little bike horn, a little honk honk. And whenever you do that, you know, characters will like look really surprised or some animals will get scared in or out of the environment, things like that. Uh, it does have a free DLC, I should say, that is very well done. It's called Basto is a new area that they unlock. And in that DLC specifically, you also get a water balloon attachment, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> fun to goof around and on there. Uh, and then as you explore the environments... Uh, taking these photos, sometimes from the quests, sometimes just out in the world in like treasure chests or present boxes, you'll get different items so you can dress your character up. Uh, a lot of cute, you know, like little like sundresses and like fancy scary masks and a big foam finger is one of the first things you get. So I spent <laughs> most of the game running around with a big number one like football game foam finger. Um, yeah, it, it it controls pretty well. It's... Uh, when you're actually like in photo taking mode, you can use a little bit of the gyro on the PS5 controller to move the camera around. But otherwise, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's and there's no time based elements or anything, so you're gonna get through. It does win the award that all games need to win, where it has a rhythm based mini game. So <laughs> love you know, it. Yep. Yeah. I'm always here to do rhythm gaming, and so uh, this this hits it in spades. Uh, but yeah, it's one of. It's one of those games where you look at it, and I feel like just from looking at it, you kind of know the vibe and the tone of the game. Especially if you watch even like a minute-long trailer, you hear the sort of like abstract, like wobbly way that the characters talk. Uh, Very stylish. You know, it's one of those games where like the text boxes are always kind of like wiggling and like animating to match like the the mood or the the vibe of the scene that you're in, things like that. Uh, Very, very cool. So I know, at least I know Drachma's out there scoping videos and pictures as i'm talking about it that's his mo so i gotta know what, <laughs> what what's your vibe check on how you feeling no i i wanted like i was just being very patient steve waiting for you to finish your thoughts um <laughs> it is so worth anyone listening right now that that heard steve say black and white and is thinking like oh so many developers are doing that now just going back and making things black and white um, because at, at first it was kind of a new thing a few years ago to yeah. make your games in black and white, but like, this is like a different black and white. It isn't like an old, <laughs> like it's, it's like a perfect picture book, but rather than using color, they shaded everything. Like you could see mm-hmm. where they could just splash color onto the screen and it would look very vibrant, but mm-hmm. they do such a good job with like varying those grays that they don't you don't need it right there's so many yep. so many shades mm-hmm. of gray it's insane like it is so pretty <laughs> like honestly like it's so good looking and uh like yeah i mean like i said just because it's black and white doesn't mean you shouldn't check it out if you're not into that because it is not like any black and white game i've ever seen right it's not right it's so cool yeah. to me when i listened to the trailer what stood out to me a lot was the music and it kind of gave me like a nice cheery vibe. So does that is that present throughout the whole game? Or yeah, they actually do it really cool. I've never seen a game necessarily do it this way. Uh, your character has like the equivalent of like a Walkman or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And as you play through the games, sometimes just naturally unlocking new areas, you'll unlock new songs. And sometimes you um, like in completing quests, you'll get a song. And then the game randomizes what song plays on the playlist like every if all the songs go into a pool plays off the playlist randomly and then there's also you can configure in the options menu uh how long in between songs so it doesn't just cycle through the playlist song to song to song uh it's like you'll you'll hear a song and then by default it's like two or three minutes of of no music will play and then a song will just start kicking in again nice and you don't really notice that the music is missing when you're playing around. Cause there is a lot of ambient noise. No, you're hearing a lot of like no. animal sounds, nature sounds, things like that. It feels appropriate. You know, it has the energy of like uh, you being out in the woods, taking pictures, but then suddenly you'll hear that little like click and, a, and this like really chill synth kind of lo-fi song will start mm-hmm. playing. It's all like 
super like easy, light, pleasant music. Nice. Um, all it's all music that would be in like a video game uh, music to relax or study yeah. to playlist on YouTube. That's cool. Uh, really good. Really, really good. A lot of the music, I don't know if all of it is, but a lot of it is by two artists. Um, one of them's name is Launchable Socks. And the other one's name is Jamal Green. So they seem to have collaborated together and possibly with others. But I really like the soundtrack. It, In fact, I, I played most of it in one day. The day after I beat it, um, the next day it was like the only thing I was listening to at work all day. Because I was just like, couldn't get enough of it. It's very much my vibe. Especially my vibe this time of year. Yeah, and you're just like working with some nice background tunes. Hell yeah, I love that. You know what it actually made me think of? I thought you were going to say it's like Metal Gear Solid 4 where he like pulls out an actual iPod and he like goes through the songs. I don't know if you guys ever played that, but yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. No. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, you know, Drachma was saying that there's like all these like grays and gradients and stuff. The environments are very dense. Each level that you're in, or like I should say each screen that you're in is very small. Like one to two seconds to navigate across almost, you know, you even said the word almost like a picture book. Yep. Uh, and you can, in fact, you can zoom the camera all the way back to the point where that the entire level is just in a square, like in the middle third of your screen. Like you can truly pull back to where it actually does look like a picture book. Kind of reminds me of Captain Toad treasure tracker where the entire world is just this small, dense little cluster. And then from, from those areas you'll then be able to optionally travel to any like adjacent areas and then one of the levels tends to be like 12 or so screens uh give or take so they're really not too big to explore the entire game is is not huge the whole point of it is to just i think be short sweet to the point it's like a three hour game to do basically everything the game has to offer and then tack on another hour or so to do the DLC, which is pretty robust. It's free. They released it as like a thank you to everyone for the support for the game. And so it just naturally tacks onto the end of the game. I think the DLC area is actually probably the best area in the game. It has the most like interesting diversity, the most like uh, varied types of quests. It's got like a day-night mechanic and that water balloon mechanic. So uh, tons of cool stuff. But yeah, just a very... Um, uh, a, a very perfect like cheer you up kind of game the type of game where if you're like feeling stressed and you want to play something that'll pick you up this is perfect it's very very much designed to just be like to just spew positivity so it, it's short so that always makes me wonder did you sit down and do this thing in one shot or did you take a couple get a couple nights or a couple days to to play it i did it in I could have one-shotted if I wanted to, but it worked out where I, I played it through in two different setting sittings and then uh, later came back into the DLC in, in one last sitting. So, um, But I, my uh, my like timer at the end said like seven hours, but I left it running for half of that, if not more. So it, it really is like a three to four hours to get basically everything, especially if you are willing to look up like the one or two things you're stuck on. Cause maybe you just missed right. seeing a little beetle on the side of a building <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, I, I, I spread it out a little bit. I wanted, I wanted to take my time. It, it was, it was enjoyable. So, so you, you got all the achievements then for this game. Oh, we got the platinum. Okay. Yeah. Believe we got the platinum. Yeah. I mean, I figured, but you, you know, I didn't know if you're planning on going cleaning it up or something. So I got you. Yeah, yeah, I can't resist myself a little platinum trophy, please. Oh, <laughs> especially they, they, like a four-hour or five-hour one where you can kind of yeah. clean it up real quick. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. There's nothing missable. Okay, if you're for my trophy heads out there, there's nothing missable in the game at all. So, uh, as you're playing through it, not that you would really need to, but there's no need to look at a guide or anything. It's very much just you play through at your own pace. You can go back and clean stuff up yeah. afterwards. But I think most people just through natural curiosity and the like way that the game is designed are going to have uh 85 90 percent of everything discovered without even trying and then it would take less than an hour to clean up what you're missing so cool awesome. so, so i don't josh did you have anything else to mention maybe before uh steve tells us his final thoughts no that's what i was gonna ask what do you uh -huh. think like and like any uh, any last lasting parting words for the game and uh where would you put it on the quest log 
lasting part i mean again i will just encourage folks to even if from the screenshots you don't think it looks appealing because again it's black and white uh, that is relevant to the game and actually relevant to the story too um but it it is it looks great in motion and it is so densely packed with detail so i highly encourage you to at least poke at it a little bit especially if you have ps plus because it's free for you no harm no foul but it is also available on switch and on pc uh and all sorts of other places too so you know this was a tough one for me i feel like i was sitting there thinking about it and i was like "Mm, probably it's it's gonna be a side quest game right and i was like well i feel like it's a side quest because it's it's short it's kind of simple it kind of does what it needs to and gets out but when i think about a couple of different angles here. One, I don't think it, it, I think it 100% does everything it wants to do and doesn't really miss in any aspect. And then two, uh, we talk about the main quest being stuff that we feel we could recommend to almost anyone. Like basically Mm -hmm. you're going to like it. I don't think that there's many people out there that wouldn't enjoy this game in checking it out. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to plant my flag in main quest. You love to see it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been, besides Finding Paradise, I feel like it's been a little while since Steve brought us a a main quest. So (laughs) this is pretty awesome. This is like a, (laughs) this is like a new day. Like it's, oh, it's awesome. I got to keep it fresh for you. I, I do. I, I feel like a certain moral obligation to populate our side quest because we're all (laughs) such enthusiastic people that I'm like. Oh, it's just gonna it's just gonna languish there as we just keep bringing banger after banger after <laughs> yeah. banger, and they're all and they're all bangers to be clear. But sometimes I do nudge myself towards something that I feel like maybe will be more side questy, just so we can help keep those lists a yeah. little more in equilibrium. But no, yeah. I'm here to I'm here to juice the numbers. I'm here to to drop a main. Quest. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty bad about that. I'm like. What are these three amazing games? Which am I going to pick? Which main quest am I going to pick? I do that all the time. So I am very guilty of this. <laughs> what What if the developer listens to this? I don't want him to think I don't like his game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're out there, something we made. I loved your game. It was very good. <laughs> yeah. And I look forward to more. Yeah. Right? I, again, so impressive for a studio's first work. Like, uh some people have all the talent. I say it all the time. Some people have all the talent. But yeah, that is Toem, a photo adventure. Again, T-O-E-M is how you spell it. And it's available basically on all modern platforms. Awesome. Well, Josh, you oh. or me, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I can go because I had a couple I was going to bring. I was kind of waffling between two. But I'm not going to bring either one of those as I'm sitting here thinking. Whoa! Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty bad. I'm so indecisive. That's all that means. (laughs) Um, I'm bringing one of my indie darlings, one game I've actually threatened to bring many times, or said I was going to bring many times. Um, Today we're going to be talking about Night in the Woods. So Night in the Woods. I love Night in the Woods. Um, I think this is a good time to bring it. The beginning of fall times. This game is mm-hmm. very autumnal, I would say, in the color palette, the themes, the tone, the music, everything. It's definitely very story heavy, but um, this game is really cool. So basically, it's kind of a 2D platformer, kind of, but main the main draw of it is the storytelling and the writing. And so basically, the main premise is this girl, she comes home from college like after like a year, I think it's two years, maybe something like that back to her hometown. And she's just catching up with all her friends. Everybody's doing different things. It's kind of like that feeling when you go back and then everybody is like, you remember somebody a certain way and everybody's different now. Like that's this game in a nutshell. And that's like basically the whole premise of the story. And Hmm. for the gameplay, you are playing a 2d side scroller, but mainly you're kind of just jumping around this, I would say like eight or nine screen little city called Possum Springs talking to people that are populating the city and just catching up with everybody. And there are little secrets you can find on the map. Uh, the, the jumping mechanics are very floaty and kind of just serve the purpose to get you from point A to point B. But, uh, it's a really nice, almost like a hand drawn look to it. Almost cook like cut out paper. Almost. I would say at times, and 
the color palette, like I said, is like reds and oranges and ambers and greens and like very fall colors. And the 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 thrust of the whole thing is just getting through this amazing and rich and dense story that's uh, basically a coming-of-age drama about coming back to your hometown. Honestly, the art style is not that far off from Toem, <laughs> except for with color. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. very, it's very storybook. Like, it's kind of funny how that worked, but yeah. I think that's maybe why it came to mind, thinking about it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, eh, on theme a little bit. But um, the, the cozy fall vibe games here, but... Uh, yep. I don't know. This this one really resonated with me just from uh, the writing angle of it. So it, there is some, like, choice in the game. So there's, like, multiple characters you can interact with. So kind of like the process of a day in Possum Springs is you talk to everybody, see what everybody's up to. You have some dialogue options. There is no spoken text. You're reading all the dialogue as it pops up on the screen. But the characters are, like, very cutely animated, and they're very, like... You know, if they're saying something like really believable, kind of like Finding Paradise, you know, they have find ways to do little cool animations with each of the characters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And basically, you're talking to your friends. You have like two or three friends you can choose to hang out with at night. So say you choose your friend Greg. You go out and you do mischief. And the joke is, oh, let's go do crimes. We're going to do crimes tonight. And so, like, you go behind, like, a convenience store and you're busting light bulbs over, like, a trash can, you know, and you're, like, catching up with your buddy doing that. Or, like, you go with your friend B and you go to her house and there's, like, things happening with her family and you're talking to her about, like, how she's not feeling great in her place in life and it's very like inwardly written. I feel like it's a personal story. I feel like the the writers of the game put a lot of themselves into it. And um, this one also has a rhythm game section too. So <laughs> there's always that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just copying Steve at this point. Anyway, uh, no. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those games that has stuck with me. I only played through it once because I kind of am worried that if I play it again and then choose different paths that night, it's going to kind of like sour my experience. I'm sure it won't, but I had such like a, like amazing core memory playing this game that it's hard for me to go back and replay it again. Cause I'm like, so worried that it's going to taint that initial memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the music is wonderful. I think it's really well done. I just, uh, makes you feel like it's like kind of chill it's a little orchestrated it's kind of more background music feel to it but it does have that like cozy like good good feelings vibes the whole time i'm really terrible at describing music and we have whole episodes of talking about music but of course <laughs> um but uh simple arrangements really nice um it just the story will like if if it resonates with you like it did for me, will come together where you're reading the dialogue, the animations will happen. There'll be like a really nice like painterly moment in the background. And then they'll have like a swell of music at the same time. And they do a really good job of bringing the emotions out in you as you're playing, even though you're just sitting there reading dialogue, op- dialogue box after dialogue box. So to me, um, the most important and best part of this game is... The writing and i think it is very like trying to be modern feeling maybe like internet feeling and it has some kind of like uh i guess maybe not meme jokes in there but like they're trying to be funny here and there sometimes it lands sometimes it doesn't i would say but for the most part it's kind of like a cute charming joke i would say more than like uh that's so cringe you know it's more like, oh, that was funny. Yeah. I see what they're trying to do there. Like, there's a whole time. If you pick B, you go to a hot topic, and there's a whole mini game about um, stealing stuff from hot, hot topic with your friend. So, you know, <laughs> good vibes. <laughs> yeah, great vibes. Great vibes. Yeah. You know, you know, you think of all those classic childhood days, yeah. you know, rolling a tire down the street with a stick. <laughs> Playing baseball with the family and stealing from Hot Topic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Classic childhood memories. <laughs> Where'd you get that chain? 
Oh, you know, hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I remember us buying you that Batman belt buckle. What's uh, what's going on there? None of your beeswax, man. Um, I, I have to ask you something about this game. I've always gotten these two confused. Right. I think I mentioned this in the Oxenfree episode too. But in my mind, Oxenfree and Night in the Woods blur together a lot because I've ne- I played neither of them. I feel like they were talked about at roughly the same time. Um, is there any? scary element tonight in the woods is there any horror horror adjacent anything or or is that just completely off base no there is a a spookiness to it so this is very halloweenish maybe i would say there's kind of like this like when you're talking to people in the town there's some kind of some shady characters that would bring up like the the like mister mystery things mysterious things are happening at night in this town we don't know what it is and basically near the end of the game i won't spoil anything too huge you do kind of find out what's going on and it has some layers of oh there's what's about to happen there's some creepy stuff but it's not like a jump scare type situation it's more it's not even as scary or like as haunting as oxen free it's more like kids cartoon level of you know like scooby-doo probably i would say more than this is poltergeist or something you know (laughs) type of vibe (laughs) all right yeah that's fair i mean I see a bunch of like autumn uh, stylings and like visual flair. And I think my brain just naturally goes like, oh, autumn, Halloween, scary. Like a game is just naturally pigeonholed in that way. So I wasn't sure if I was reading too deep into the vibe of some of these promotional materials or if that was actually the case. So thank you for clarifying. Yeah. And like, I think maybe just me. Like, so this came out like a couple years after I had went like a few years after I had went to college and came back and did a similar thing. So I feel like, like I went back and just saw all my old friends again. They're all in different places in their life. So I think I related more because of the personal like touch there, but I wouldn't say that Mm -hmm. it's written badly. I think there are things in the story that anybody can relate to, you know, kind of feeling lost being a kid, like not really knowing what your next step is, things like that. Um, the themes are really great. Um, I mean, I love that every character in here is like, they, 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 they're flawed. They're not normal people. I mean, they're normal people. Like, even though they're, they look like little kittens and like cats, like they're like anthropomorph, can I not say that word? Anthropomorphic characters. They, uh, they're very human and real. So I think that's, uh, what you go to this game for is a nice, it's a pretty long game. It's like 10 to 12 hours. So it's pretty meaty for an indie game. Yeah, like it's a decent chunk of games. Maybe I took forever to read. Maybe I'm just a slow reader. I I never consider myself to be. But maybe I'm just like one of those people. I I like to search the entire, like everything, little nook and cranny to find Mm -hmm. any like, like what what would happen if I go and interact with this cat, like this actual little tiny cat in the corner of the screen? What's going to happen? Oh, it digs in the trash and fights a raccoon i don't know i I think that's something that happens something similar to that but yeah like just kind of going through the world and just like poking and prodding at things is kind of the fun of the platforming part of it and then like the story is like i said the main draw i don't i don't think it can be overstated like obviously this is a story driven game and things like that and actually i was looking into playing it recently as well because I've never played it before either. So I actually did have a little bit of background um, on this one. But it is so... And I know I often talk about graphics when we talk about this stuff. Because I'm looking at it right now. But it is gorgeous. Like, it is so good looking. Like, the shading. It, it's very, like you said, Josh. Um, kind of that uh, paper-esque. Like, like, like somebody was cutting paper out, right? And then pasting it on the screen different places. And that's kind of how it looks. Um, or like a children's book or something like that. But some of the shading, like I'm looking at a sunset right now and it's incredible. Like it just doesn't look like, it, like there's certain parts that almost look like it doesn't fit in this sort of game. But it, it does. Right. It, they pull it off. Like it's so, so nice looking. Yeah. So there's the artist for the game. And where like the inspiration for the art style comes from is a guy named Scott Benson. So if you go look him up on Twitter or whatever, like all of his sketches look like that art style. So he basically took his art style and with a team made a game using that type of color palette and vibe and style that he has. So it's definitely 
very like artistically leaning towards what he like what he draws and things which i think that's pretty cool and creative and um like like you said there are moments where it's like okay so if you go to my twitter and look on the the header there's like this picture of a cat sitting on a bridge but it's like this super like amazing part of the game where you can kind of go to the right and go on the bridge and it's snowing and then the music kicks in and it's just like you can just sit there for however long you want and it's just like peaceful like she's going through all this chaotic things in her life and there's just like one peaceful moment where she could sit on the bridge and just enjoy like the the sun falling you know i mean this the snow falling and uh to me it was such a nice and uh it captured my imagination i was like oh i feel i feel her emotions right now you know type of feeling so to me has a lot of moments like that and uh it's fun like every time you see greg the main character like her best friend he like has like these squiggly arms and he goes what's up how are you doing like he looks so like animated and just like it's just fun to play good humor great story i don't really don't have too many complaints for this game uh, except for it is a lot of reading so you have to go know that going in that's that's fine we've done two episodes uh on finding paradise into the moon which are very similar types of games maybe not 12 hours long but i'm used to reading all right i'm down for it <laughs> right um it's i mean it's not it's not planescape torment levels where you're sitting there for 40 50 hours <laughs> reading so um yeah but no that's an excellent game too but that's a different story but yeah to me this is a this is a main quest for me like obviously i love this game like i said i have a lot of like core memories very fond of the game and this year is the year I'm going to go back and pick it back up and play through it again. I already made that decision for myself. It's going to be an October game and just seeing if it resonates just as much as it did a few years ago. I'm sure it will. Um, But yeah, I think anybody who is in the mood for that style of game will get a lot out of it and will be able to relate at least with one of the characters in the story. I might, uh, I might have to hit this one with one of our revisits at some point in the future because I have been seriously wanting to play this, but um, just hasn't fit into my schedule lately. And I don't know, sometimes like we've talked about in the past, sometimes you're not in the mood for a certain game, right? And I've looked at reviews. I know what kind of game this is. It's like, ah, I'll put that for like the warm, cozy time, right? Like mm-hmm. fall going into winter seems like this that's the perfect time to play this kind of game. So I'm excited to play it in the future. And uh, it, from everything I've read and listened to, definitely sounds like a main quest. So it makes sense that you would put it there. Awesome. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Well, we didn't tell you that it's going to be cozy times here at IndieQuest, Seth. So what kind of horror gore filled game did you bring today? fun fact about me you will probably almost never hear me bring a gore filled game to indie quest or anything i ever talk about because i'm not a big fan of gore um okay a game in the future indie game we're going on a little tangent here but uh blasphemous some people probably heard Mm. of that i have played blasphemous and that was about as much as i could take in terms of gore and there's there is some definitely a lot of blood in that game but no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so back on track here. Um, okay. So you guys both brought cozy, warm, get under a blanket and snuggle type games, right? I mean, would you oh, yeah. both say that? Yeah. Yep. So did I. So nice. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so weird that that happened, and it's probably because we're all in that kind of mood. I, I was talking about how I wasn't in the night in the woods mood, but I had heard that it was a longer game. And uh, I was into, I had got this thought, right? My wife is not a big video game player. She's not a gamer at all. Um, I might have mentioned in the past one of her favorite games is Super Mario World, and she'll play that anytime. But other than that, she's yeah. not a big game player. Mm. Um, but... We had talked about trying to play a game together at some point, and I had actually seen, there's a couple uh, YouTube channels that I watch. One of them, I can't remember if it was Switch Watch or Switch Up. Um, They both ran by some people out of the UK, I believe, but they had talked very briefly about this game that was on sale on Switch and said it was co-op and the kind of game that I thought we could both be into. So... 
Today, and I'm interested to know if you guys have ever heard of this game or looked into it. Today, I am bringing Voyage and played it on the Switch. Have you guys heard of Voyage? Voyage? Mm. No. Nice. I haven't heard of it. I, now I got to look this I up. So. <laughs> I thought no, you were going to bring like... fresh to me. Yeah, it's fresh for me. I thought you were going to bring like Knights and Bikes or something because you're saying co-op. And I'm like, oh, that's probably that game. Okay, so what is this game all about? <laughs> so... While you guys are over there Googling, I will talk about who developed it, right? So it was actually developed and published, as far as I'm aware, by this studio called Venturus. Um, And I couldn't really find a lot of information other than what Steam tells me and some stuff like that. So I'm not entirely sure where they're out of. I think they might be from a European country. At some point, I feel like I saw that, but um, couldn't really find a lot of information. It was released... February 19th of last year and as far as I could tell it's out on all major consoles and platforms including PC so we played it on Switch because it's the easiest thing to do it's right we could have probably played it on PS4 but um, like I said it was on sale on Switch at the time and wanted something to play with her so um, now that you guys have googled are you looking at screenshots Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a good-looking good game. Dang, I know. I know. So then it's go extremely ahead. colorful. Like, yeah. like every screen is a different color, and it's all just like very bright, very vivid. Oh, I, yes. Very. Tell me more. Tell me more. Very eye-catching and painterly. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's why when we were talking. Prior to the show, Josh, and you were thinking about bringing a couple of other games. I'm like, oh, this will be a nice varied varied show depending on what Steve brings. But then you changed your mind and Steve brought what he brought. So we kind of all brought games that are very (laughs) cozy, comfy, colorful. Well, not necessarily in Steve's case, but very artistic uh, direction, Mm -hmm. right? So um, it is basically a cinematic adventure game. So the way I would describe it. Uh, I've only ever played a very little bit of it, but you guys should know what I'm talking about when I say this, but out of this world or another world, you guys Mm -hmm. know what that game is. Super Nintendo was on a bunch of systems, right? Um, Where you're kind of running around as your guy and your movements are kind of slow intentionally. You kind of have to reach up for cliffs and things like that, right? So a lot of what this game is going for is, is similar to that. You can, I'll mention it now, you can play this game by yourself, but I think that would really detract from the experience. I think this game is mm. one of those games that you should find a partner to play with, whether it's your your buddy, your brother, your significant other, whatever. Like that that's the way to play this game in my opinion. It it, it makes the experience that much better. So that's the first thing I'll say about this game if anybody decides they want to go try it out, do that. Um But basically, it's two people. You're playing as two people, right? And you find out pretty early on, or you kind of connect the dots, that you're on an alien planet of some kind, and it seems like you're trying to get off. But the interesting thing about this game is there is no dialogue at all. None written on the screen, no subtitles, and there's no spoken dialogue. You get a little bit of grunts from your characters, right? And, of course, there's some background music and atmospheric stuff. But there's nothing else going on. You just have to piece it all together on your own. So it's very interesting in that way. Um, we already kind of touched on it. It's gorgeous. Very good-looking game. Honestly, that was the draw for me because I saw just a very small snippet of it and was like, "Oh my gosh, that is such a good-looking game!" And like, I want to go, I want to go experience this on my own. But it's a, a two-player game. We've been thinking about playing a game together, so like, this is this is perfect. So let's definitely do this. Um, but yeah, uh, before we move into the gameplay and just elaborate on it, I don't want to sport spoil any more story elements. It's a game you should go play. Um, I already kind of talked about the beginning where you kind of find out you're on this, this some sort of a distant planet, but you, you learn more as you go and you connect the dots and it's nice because there is nothing that comes right out and tells you anything. So you, you can make some things up in your head, really. I mean, it's kind of left up to interpretation in some ways. So, um, yeah, they even advertise it as such on their, 
Steam page here, they they specifically call out that it is a wordless narrative, yep. that it's hand painted, which we've obviously been praising it for, and I think mm. it's cool that they point out that it's nonviolent. Yep. So good for playing with a, a partner who either isn't interested in violence or uh, you know maybe just uh, doesn't respond well to that type of thing. So that's cool, right? Yeah, and you you say that, and it it's a perfect segue because. I kind of talked about out of this world and out of this world or another world can be violent. Like your character gets killed all the time. <laughs> and yeah. I was going to say, those games are very violent. It's kind of avoid dying. Yes. The whole goal. Frustratingly. So like, it's not even like I care. I play plenty of games that have plenty of violence, but it's annoying in those because it feels <laughs> like you are like a regular old person. You're up against these huge obstacles, right? This game is not like yeah. that. It's much more simple, very simple gameplay. So I would recommend it to anybody who just is looking for something they can kick their feet up and like Steve was talking about at the beginning of the episode, have a warm beverage and just chill. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very much um, that kind of game. There are puzzles. That's the it's that adventure style. So there are puzzles, but it's mostly pushing and pulling blocks. Um, you get to some sections where... You actually have to work together. Like the cliff is a little bit too tall, so one character will lean over and kind of give the other character a boost up. And then when the mm-hmm. other character gets up to the top, they reach down and, and hold their hand out. And then you know you pull yourself up and you keep going on your adventure. Um, there are times when one character has to open a door for the other character and things like that. And uh, it, it's very nice. My favorite, my favorite gameplay element, and we laughed so many times about this. Like, it was it was so funny when you try to interact with an object. Like sometimes you just have to like push a button in certain places to make the puzzle continue, so you can continue on, right? And mm-hmm. it's very simple. But sometimes when both your characters go to try to push the same object, or let's say you're you're thinking that that thing in the background is something you're supposed to interact with. And it actually isn't. So you both, you're not, we're not talking to each other. We both walk up to it and we press the button. Your characters will actually hug if you get close together. <laughs> and every time we would just start dying laughing. Like it was just so, and I think that's the point. Like you're like, oh, I can't figure out what to do here. And it's so basic. So like you figure it out pretty quickly. But like you're just both trying to figure it out and then you end up hugging and it's it's just hilarious. I think it's just it's like the the point of it is like, are you frustrated right now? Is it really like it's not that frustrating, first of all, but second of all, let just hug it out. You guys will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get through this together, all right? You're gonna power through. Uh, exactly. Um but the nice thing is there's this there's a button where you can actually like your character points up and it like has this like glowing that comes out of your finger. Or you're holding like a rock or something because there is some like glowing stone um, symbolism within the game. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it. Um, And it shows you like it'll go like your character will will raise their hand and it'll go bling. And then if whatever the things are on screen that you're supposed to interact with will go bling, bling, bling. So you'll kind of like walk over to them. They'll shine and you'll actually go touch them and then you kind of know what to do. So there's like a built in hint system. And honestly, we used it pretty regularly i don't think it detracts from the game i think it's you're honestly supposed to because it's not like um i brought machinarium a few weeks ago right and there's like a whole hint book thing that you can use but it's like gated this is not that way it's it's just a button right so i think you're supposed to use it to continue pushing forward in the game so like decrease the friction of like trying to figure out what's next basically yeah it's just it's not that kind of game like the puzzles are just very basic and it's supposed to be a relaxing adventure with your friend or significant other or whatever right so i think that's they really set out to do what they were trying to with that and they incorporated the right um stuff into the button layout and everything to make it happen so we touched on i touched on a little bit on the music um very good music, atmospheric in a lot of ways, as you guys can probably tell from looking at your screenshots. Mm-hmm. Nothing hard here, nothing like that. It's very <laughs> soft and somber and like keeps you going through the levels. And there are even times when it's 
technically could be cons- considered as music, but it's very like atmospheric to the point where it's almost like background noise in the world, right? Just plays very well with the gameplay and everything you're looking at. So, um, but yeah, I we talked about the amazing art style. That's obviously a part of the presentation. I mean, there's not a whole lot more I can say about it. It is extremely bright and very much like a storybook like you guys were saying like it reminds me of there's certain times where it's almost like it was the the frame rate when they do like certain cinematic cutscenes was intentionally decreased to like 20 fps but in a mm. good way right like it's like it's like you're doing oh, a yeah. flip book you know you guys know those flip oh. books right and and it's like it's cool yeah. to see the animations be kind of slow and that is exactly when the wheat leaves are blowing or when the grass is blowing it's not it's not completely fluid but that's the point and it, it just looks awesome and like i said the, the backgrounds and everything are amazing to look at so yeah very striking it it's there's a couple of screenshots at least up on the steam page here where it's like i would just go set this as my computer desktop yeah. wallpaper right now yep. like it it's like designed to take a really nice screenshot. It almost feels. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I just just the look of it, the little trailer here and everything. I already put it on my wish list just from the way it <laughs> oh, looks. Oh yeah. Same. So yeah. Yep. Good. Same. Same. Good. Yeah. I, I definitely recommend everybody play it. And that takes us into where I would put it on the quest log. So I kind of mulled this over to myself for a while too. I didn't mention it as we were going through, but it took us probably two hours maybe a little bit more than that there is absolutely nothing that you can miss like it is very straightforward um, (laughs) and it's intentionally so super linear so personally i would put it on the side quest and i think that that this is what the side quest was made for in a way it's it's a super (laughs) good game but very bite-sized fun little game to play with somebody if you have somebody on the couch with you like and and that is what i think it sets out to do and it does it very well but some some of the walking is super slow like there's certain times where i feel like we were walking for five minutes straight and that's all we were doing was just walking there was nothing to do except for walk to that next screen or wherever we were trying to get to super amazing Mm -hmm. to look at so it kind of distracted you from the fact (laughs) that you weren't really doing anything like you were just it's almost like padding right like super pretty so it's just like you're just like oh man this is so nice but you realize that if all that pretty stuff wasn't in the background all you're doing is just pushing left or right for a long period of time right so (laughs) that's why i'm putting it on the side quest other people might feel differently, but I think that it's the perfect comfy, cozy side quest game um, to play with your significant other or friend or, or whatever. So, Heck yeah. I love it. I, I am here for it. Do you think now we should, in all fairness, get her opinion? Do you think your wife would agree that it's a side quest? I mean, she has a hand in this. She's got a vote. Yes, I think she would because we actually talked about it a little bit. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> there were times I told you she's not a game player at all but there were times when she was like uh, i'm getting kind of like it's kind of boring i'm like i i mean but it's it's not this is that's the point that's what they're going for right <laughs> right and i i don't think it's boring i didn't think it was boring but i can understand somebody who doesn't play games regularly thinking that way um mm. and but i think that's also a testament to if you have like a young kid that you want to play with, like it's not hard at all. Right. So it's perfect for a younger kid. If you want to play with your six year old or something, you would totally be able to get through with your, with your young child. So like, it's, it's great for that, but it's also the point of the game is to sit down, kick your feet up and go on a little adventure. There's no barricades. There's no roadblocks. And you get to live out this story that you kind of put together between the two characters as you're doing it yourselves, right? So I like it for that. Excellent. This is my favorite type of thing. I, I love learning about a new game live on the air. A nice, a nice comfy side quest for me to go check out. Uh, probably one that I will also, on, on our next revisit episode, <laughs> see if I can't find the time for. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love Good. indie games that are co-op. I feel like that's not as yeah. uh, common, too. So mm-hmm. finding another co-op game that's not... Everybody just says, oh, play Overcooked or 
you know, it takes two or whatever. It's nice to find something that's kind of hidden a little bit that I can play with my partner too. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think that it, I did not try to play it by myself. I will say that, but I can't imagine it would have been as fun. I think that that yeah. co-opness really takes it up a level. Like that's how it's supposed to be experienced. That's just one of those things where I've never encountered a game that is like potential for co-op that was more fun alone. It's just yeah. like an unfair multiplier for fun. It's always better to play co-op with someone. I don't know why that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, it's like switch characters and it's like, you don't want to be doing that. Go back and forth between <laughs> yeah, characters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, th- well, there you go. There is your unintentionally cozy three picks. Now, for all of you drivers out there, for all of you uh, lawn mowers out there that got distracted during the discussions I'll run them down for you again we had Toem on the main quest we had Night in the Woods on the main quest and we had Voyage a co-op adventure on the side quest that's not its real subtitle I just made that up but <laughs> there's your three indie games I think a good episode uh, and I think you can all look forward to our next couple episodes here coming up in October almost certainly at least one of those is going to feature some horror some horror adjacent type stuff. So get ready yeah. for some spooky indie vibes. Spooker diggers. No. Spooker diggers coming right at you. <laughs> hitting you with the spookers, hitting you with the dookers. <laughs> but that's that's going to do it for us. As always, I want to thank you all for sticking all the way through the show. Hopefully you got some good recommendations. Or if you've played these games before, hopefully you had your opinions on them validated and just nodded along in agreement. <laughs> uh, both of those are totally fine. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can always get a hold of us on Twitter at IndieQuestPod. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me personally, you can find me at BlinkOom. That ends with an O-O-M. M like uh, <laughs> might in the woods. <laughs> wow. wow. Every time you come with a zinger, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> where, where can they find uh, you, Dracula? They can find me at Captain Dracula on Twitter and, of course, in the Polymedia Discord, best place on the internet. And you can find me at Frantic Society on Twitter. Uh, I just jumped right in. And you can email us at the sh- at indiequestpod at gmail.com and we'll read your email on the show. Also, yeah. if you want to follow the network, it's polymedianetwork.com. Let's just throw out one or two really good shows. Uh, Steve, what's a show people should listen to over there? I'm going to give a shout out to the newest show on the network. And that's Point and Drink Adventure, which is your hosts, Petey and Cannot Be Tamed, uh, bringing back Petey from that Petey's Power Hour in a new exclusive venture only found on the Polymedia Network. Uh, and it's a very fun, very casual show. You know, if you know Petey, you know the vibe, right? They're yeah. talking pop culture, games, movies. They're talking drinks. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to laugh a lot. And again... It's really got the, the energy of just hanging out with some cool people. So that is our newest show. They just dropped their first episode, although you did get a teaser of it if you were there for the charity marathon. You got a little got a little yeah. amuse-bouche, as they yeah, say. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yep. So, so that's, what, that's what I'll call out. What about uh, what about you, Dracula? So I have been known to acquire a guest or two for Drunk Friend. So I yeah. guess I'll, I'll call that out because a guest that I actually uh, – sought out and got to go on that show was on there most recently so jimmy hoppa someone who i'm a huge fan i know steve is as well of happy console gamer been watching Mm -hmm. his youtube channel for years and jimmy is actually kind of affiliated with johnny um sends him some stuff at from time to time and i think he's even been on there and they've talked some but so he went on he does import gaming for the win on youtube and i thought it was an excellent interview like it was so really good just that japanese slant to the gaming world right like what's it like to live in japan and be a gamer like it was just it was awesome i could listen to it a hundred times i thought it was awesome so yeah it was a great episode and i'm just gonna shout out polykill because steve's on there it's a podcast about beating games so if that sounds awesome to you um go over there and uh, of course always use the hashtag just beat it when you beat a game and tag polykill and you may hear your name on the podcast it's pretty cool thanks for the bump buddy your checks in the mail all right that's gonna do it for us here at indie quest we appreciate you all so very much we hope you're enjoying some indie games if you are let us know what you're playing 
Uh, and in the meantime, we will sign you off here. Hmm. I'm going to say drachma today. Why don't you sign them off with a little pearl of wisdom? Give them a little one of those classic mm. Seth nuggets, as they say. Go out there and find a cozy indie game that no one else has ever heard of. Because that's kind of what we did today. Um, and yeah. email us about it, because I'd love to play a cozy indie game. Especially in the wintertime that we're coming up on. So, Other than that, see you later, everybody. Bye. Peace.